The issue of PTSD in our emergency service, you got to ask, what is being done? Because all we get, I think, when we talk about PTSD is a lot of talk and little action. There was a case that just made headlines involving a former Mountie who is suing the feds, a doctor and a psychologist who worked for the RCMP after developing uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, after working in some of the most isolated and dangerous communities in Canada. And the claim alleges that he was exposed to traumatic experiences and not given support. In one month of his assignment, two of his officers were killed on duty. And I think the interesting nugget of this case is that a psychological report done on this officer back in 1998, before he was approved for all these high-risk assignments, was waving a lot of red flags about his mental health, that he needed help. So it certainly raised, you know, a lot of questions about the warning signs being ignored. But why are they being ignored today? Not just this case. I mean, it surprises me in the year 2018 that those who are running into fires, dealing with death and carnage on a daily basis, life and death issues on a a war field, why do they have to fight so hard to get support for things like PTSD, which goes with the job? Well, one conservative MP decided to do something about it, Todd Doherty. He is uh, an MP in Caribou, Prince George. He put in a private member's bill, and imagine that. It got passed, and that is to help those with PTSD. He joins me now to discuss the bill and why it was necessary. Todd, you know, I think a lot of people just assume that frontline workers would have this kind of support, that they don't, in 2018, seems a little mind-boggling. Yeah, um, you know, I, I, I would have to agree with you. I think um, uh, what we have is um, a piecemeal system that uh, we're still seeing uh, uh, people fall through the cracks and, and, uh, and suicides uh, because of PTSD take place almost every other day or every day. Yeah, and so you introduced a private member's bill and you managed to actually get through a bill that will actually help develop the national framework for PTSD. So how does that then move forward from here? Because that will be good news for emergency workers, the frontline workers. So where does it go now? So it, it was adopted uh, into law today. Um, at received royal assent, C-211 received royal assent uh, earlier this morning at uh, just about, uh, uh, I guess it was about 10 o'clock. And uh, for the first time ever, uh, not only in our country, but uh, we believe ever in any country, uh, a nation uh, has adopted a law to, to t- take on post-traumatic stress disorder. So what happens next is that uh, uh, the ministers named in the bill uh, must convene a meeting with the provincial and territorial uh, colleagues, as well as academics, as well as uh, industry stakeholders, um, and uh uh, and the medical and health professionals, um, and develop this framework, then report back to Parliament and Canadians as to what they've done mm-hmm. uh, and the steps taken, the, the next steps. Because we do get a lot of talk, but what we don't see is a lot of action. And, and I'll, I'll look to, you know, military services, which have been fighting for years and years and, and expected that this current government would, in fact, change uh, their rules and start helping. And they're still waiting for services with post-traumatic stress disorder. Right, and and that's uh, specifically why we built our bill the way that we did with uh, reporting 
uh, features in there uh, that uh, requires the government, whether it's this government or the next government, uh, uh, to report back to Parliament uh, uh, on on their progress, uh, any weaknesses, any challenges that they face, um, as well as if any government decides to repeal it, they must come before Canadians and uh, and explain why. Okay, so just just before I let you go, when do you expect then that we'll actually see something tangible that frontline workers, cops, uh, emergency workers, those who deal with this kind of stuff, where they can actually get the supports? Well, you know, we're starting to see a coordinated effort already um, uh, kind of take place. But uh, again, you know, our hopes are that now that this is in the force, that those ministers that uh, that are being charged with uh, with doing this, mandated to actually start moving forward, it's my expectation that they work on this uh, or start working on this immediately. We also know that the department set um, uh, that this... Uh, falls under have been actually contacting our office wanting to know uh, uh, as uh, late as yesterday uh, has it received oil assent because we know that they're paying attention to this and as we saw in the Senate um, for the first time they'll be mandated to work together to get to work on this and I, and I know that they're eagerly awaiting it as well. Good stuff. Well, congratulations. It's not often to see a, a private member bill go through so uh, good stuff on you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much and uh, today's uh, today marks a new beginning. Let's hope it does. Todd Doherty joining us. Uh, he was a Conservative Member of Parliament for Caribou Prince George. But again, talk is cheap. When do we actually see action? Because those who have been fighting on the front lines for our country, Lord knows they have been trying forever to get basic supports and no one listens. Michael Blaze joins me now to continue this conversation. He is with the Canadian Veterans Advocacy. You've been listening to uh, Todd, and good. I'm glad to see a private member's bill through go through, but what's the reality of actually getting help? Well, the reality is we've not gone much further. Frankly, you know, I'm finding profoundly disappointed that it took, you know, a parliamentary act or an act of Senate to make successive governments acknowledge this issue, provide the resources, and take definitive actions and intervening before, in the case of uh, the military, where we've had three murder-suicides now, Mm -hmm. two of which were deliberately because these young men had reached out for help, were denied at the provincial level, and a catastrophic event that was preventable occurred. And you know that uh, Ottawa can speak as much as they wish, but uh, he, he will find that, just like we have found in Veterans Affairs, that when you download responsibility of that level to the province, you are at their whim. And that while you may be a veteran, and while you may be a valiant paramedic police officer or amount to as sustained extraordinary trauma, until there is a place for you to go wherein we can deal with that trauma in an effective manner, these suicides are just going to continue to plague us. Uh, you know, it's a matter of show me the money, Alex, yeah. you know, because the federal government has to take step up, for example. You know, we speak to first responders, but, you know, I mean, look at the RCMP. It's, yeah. it's double-fold. It's not only being deployed to very isolated and dangerous regions of Canada, but they often also serve as veterans as as with uh, side by side in Afghanistan 
in other places and they, you know, are, are in a civil law capacity. So, you know, there has to be definitive action here and an acknowledgement that post-traumatic stress is often uh, trauma-specific and that what may work for a police officer will not work for a soldier. No, and right, but, but let me step in, though. Yeah. The, the, all of these organizations have unions. Why, collectively, then, are they not going forward in their negotiations on all these deals and saying, and above and beyond long-term disability, and all, we want specific PTSD funding put aside, you know, and do it that way? Sure, but the problem is, Alex, there's nowhere to spend that funding because, you know, this nation has a terrific blight in psychotherapists and psychologists and psychiatrists and frontline caregivers that can deal with this level of trauma. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, the reality is, is that until, you know, someone steps up, you know, and demands that these numbers on mental health across the board, not only for my veterans and policemen, but for you and your friends, are brought to a level where this nation can deal with this crisis, this epidemic of suicide, which is ravaging our Aboriginal communities, which is ravaging our youth, which is ravaging veterans and serving members and RCMP, and so many people in factories and other places who have... By, 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 by circumstance or, or willingly in the search of serving have been exposed to serious trauma that can only be cured and resolved by professional care. Yeah, and until then, all we get is we get lots of talk, lots of hashtags. We don't actually yeah. get the action, and, and, yeah, and I agree with well, you. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's see the federal government cough up a couple hundred million dollars and hire X amount of psychiatrists specifically for this. You know, let's see them cough up a couple hundred million dollars and build a facility, you know, one where we can provide this trauma-specific treatment for our paramedics, for mm-hmm. our soldiers, uh, you know, and have the detailed follow-up. That, you know, it always slays me. You know, we finally get someone to go to Bellwood or Homewood or so, whatever would across this nation and it's an abject failure you know and they come to me Mike I didn't fit in they didn't talk about military trauma nobody in there understood what was going on and then I'll talk to a Mountie who went through the same thing well you know no one understood until this nation understands that mental health is a very serious issue and we have to apply the appropriate resources to deal with it we will all be affected in a catastrophic manner at one point of time in our lives or another Michael, thank you so much for uh, putting words uh, and summing up. Thank you. You're welcome, Alex. Thanks. Have a great summer. You, well, I'll talk to you before it's out. That is Michael Blaze joining us with the uh, Canadian Veterans Advocacy, who, who's been fighting for years and years and years to get support for soldiers with PTSD. And they don't get it. So, yeah, we got a private member's bill through. Good work. But again, talk is cheap. You got to see action with these things because the talk is just pfft, does nothing. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson, and this is Global News Radio.